Once Upon a Terror Presents My Sister is a Total Bridezilla By Reddit user Middle of Little Caution, this story talks about aspects of self-harm. Listener's discretion is advised. My sister Grace got engaged last summer. Her fiancé Derek took her to Portugal. He whisked her away to a lonely beach in the Algarve. He asked her to look at the sea, and whilst distracted, he slipped down on one knee and pulled out a giant diamond ring. She said yes, and phoned us immediately after. She was so happy. Dad likes to joke that her left hand trails across the ground when she walks as the diamond is so heavy. They returned with perfect tans and smiles so wide their faces were distorted and strained. Their glee was so overwhelming that it was hard to be around them. She was always the golden child, so it was to be expected that my parents gave her a fat wad of cash to pay for an elaborate wedding. I wasn't jealous, exactly. I'm not a very showy person, unlike Grace, but I can't recall my parents offering me any money when me and my longtime partner filed for a civil partnership. I suppose it's easier to brag to all your church friends when there's one bride instead of two. It was a cold, wintry morning when Grace asked me to be her maid of honor. I was her older and only sister, so I had expected to receive the honor. I accepted, but before long, I regretted it. You'll have to wear a dress, Sam, Grace began. I scoffed, thinking she was just joking at first. You know I don't like wearing dresses. I didn't even wear one at my own wedding, I sighed. You didn't have a wedding. You had a civil partnership, Grace narrowed her eyes. This is my wedding. You'll do it for me, won't you? Fine, I'll wear a damn dress. Just nothing pink. It makes me look washed out. Of course, Grace presented me with a pale pink number that she insisted was lilac. It was also two sizes too small. A bit of Spanx and a diet she insisted would rectify the problem. Don't complain. Just say yes. Easy life. A tired old mantra that had emerged from the childhood with Grace. She's turning into a proper bridezilla, my partner Jess said to me one day. It's Grace. That is what she's like. Good luck to Derek. I don't envy him. I got chilled out. I got the chilled out one. Jess winked at me. Derek was an alright sort of fella. He was what I call a yes man. A rare breed of man perfect for the woman like Grace. They do what they're told. They're silent when not spoken to. And they like being tied up to bedposts and being spanked. She'll calm down when everything is sorted out. My mom whispered to Derek as Grace flew off the handle at the florist on the phone whom I just informed her that blue roses wouldn't be possible on her budget. And I need them to be blue as my bridesmaid's dresses are pink. This is awful. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Grace slammed down the phone with such force that it shattered into a hundred little pieces. I think it's time to call the exorcist. I whispered to Dad as I watched my mom dutifully sweep up the little circuit pieces and shards of plastic. Grace was hyperventilating with fury as Derek sat, almost paralyzed, to his seat. He had the look of a man who had just found a shit in his freshly valeted car. Poor guy. It didn't get better. In fact, it kept getting worse. Derek mucked up when hiring his kilt and had to come in the wrong tartan. Grace flew off the handle at him and came to stay with me in just for a few nights. She was almost green when she arrived at the door, and there were scratches all down her face from where she had ripped out her own skin in a fit of stress and vitriol. The caterer called the next day and told her that the pork belly was no longer in stock due to an issue with their supplier. 
Red and furious, Grace informed him that if they couldn't manage their supply, she would. Rest in peace, my phone. Then it was the photographer, insisting that she couldn't make Derek look two feet taller in every single photo. Then it was the flower girl who lost a tooth, whose mother refused to source a denture for. I did manage to fit into my hideous dress in the end. Thank you, Weight Watchers. Your ping mails are satisfactory. I fulfilled my duties perfectly for fear of her wrath. Her bachelorette party was exquisitely planned. I took her to a fancy sushi restaurant in Glasgow, hired a limo and a private room in her favorite club. Grace, however, did not seem to be enjoying herself. Did I do something wrong? I asked her, taking a long sip of my margarita. No, I mean, this is great. Surprisingly, you did great. Grace forced a smile, glancing around at the fancy restaurant. She looked as though she was in pain. I'm just not... I'm not feeling too great. I might have to leave. I... Oh, God! She stood to her feet, and as her body straightened out, she jolted as if she was receiving an electric shock. Then I saw it, blood pulling at her sides and down the outside of her thighs. White as a sheet, she collapsed to the ground, her bride-to-be sash stained scarlet. An exhilarating ambulance ride... Later, me and Jess found ourselves waiting, still drunk, in a hospital lobby. Mom and Dad were on their way, but Derek hadn't answered his phone. He worked long light nights, so it wasn't out of the ordinary. Before my parents could get there, the doctor emerged from the theater with a look of discomfort on his face. Are you the next of kin of Grace Hartley? We nodded. Grace had to undergo a blood transfusion as well as an operation to seal the wounds on her leg. We are recommending a further stay on our psych ward, as it appears that these wounds were self-inflicted. Wounds? My brows twisted together. There was considerable damage on her thighs, as well as on her hips caused by a sharp object. The angle of these wounds suggests that they were caused by Grace herself, as well as the uh, crude attempts to stitch these wounds together. When she had stood up at the sushi restaurant, all her makeshift stitches had come undone but it was much worse than the doctor had suggested. When Grace woke up in the psych ward, she immediately discharged herself. My weak-willed mom refused to have her sectioned tearfully and drugged up the wazoo with morphine. She admitted that she, what she had done. I just, I just wanted to be able to fit into my wedding dress, she stammered out between tears. So I just cut off some. I turned gray. I deal with grave situations with comedy, so I found it very hard to withhold suggesting Weight Watchers. Where's Derek? Jess asked, noting the empty spot on the couch. He's... he's on a work holiday. He'll be back soon, Grace explained away. At least I fit into the dress now. Everything has to be... perfect. But Derek did not return. Grace kept saying that his work holiday had been extended, but as the weeks went on, we all began to suspect that he had finally had enough of getting spanked and saying yes and hightailed it away from all the crazy. The day finally arrived. Jess and me both slipped into our ghastly dresses with dread pulling in our intestines. It was going to be awful. He wasn't going to show. Grace was going to lose her mind, and the wedding photographer was going to get a day off. Thank you, Sam. You've done everything right. I wasn't expecting you to be the one to really get my vision. She hugged me in her beautiful white gown. She flinched a little in pain as her wounds were compressed between our bodies. Let the circus commence, Jess whispered to me as we were filed in black cars brimming with flowers. When we arrived at the church, it was expected. Derek was a no-show. Dad was holding on to Grace. Jess was pink in the face and grave. Wanting to spare her from the embarrassment, I prepared myself to walk in and tell all the guests that it had been canceled.
No, this is my wedding. I'm getting married. I want it to be perfect, Grace said defiantly, and before anyone could stop her, she pulled herself and Dad through the large wooden doors. Confused, me and Jess followed after her. The band didn't play the music at first, and the guests all looked grave and perplexed. I angrily gestured at the plan to play, and the newly disturbed wedding march filled my ears. Dad walked her to the end of the aisle. The groom isn't, the minister said shakily. I'm getting married. Play your part, Grace hissed at him. She read her vows to an empty space. Everyone was stunned in silence. Derek's parents were there, which surprised me. Surely he had informed all his guests that he wasn't going to go through with it. I pushed it out of my mind. Most of the guests didn't make it to the reception, but a few stayed. I suppose it was like a car crash. Some people couldn't stand to look at others and couldn't look away. My parents hadn't gotten their wedding to brag about. I must admit it felt nice not to be disappointed anymore. Grace did all the things a bride should. She danced, socialized, and drank heavily. She cut the cake and posed for photos. Food came. It was great. The pork belly was exceptionally moist and so succulent it melted in your mouth. It had about five portions worth. Jess left hers. She said it tasted too gamey. Her loss. Are you alright? I asked Grace as the night wandered to a close. She looked dark for a moment, but a smile soon touched her lips. It was perfect. She smiled. Even though Derek wasn't here? I asked. Oh, I think he was. At least some of him was. She smiled and left me returning to the dance floor, her beautiful white dress chasing after her. I still don't know what she meant. I'm just happy the whole thing is over. That was until yesterday, when I received a rather exciting text from Grace. I'm pregnant. Due October. You're going to be an aunt. 